Let's start this week with some more shout-outs. I got the two names right here. Well, I know the first one, Abram. Been a long-time fan. Great to finally meet you in person at the Celta Vigo game on Wednesday. And then I also ran into a sweet couple, uh, Big Bad Mike and whoever he was with. Uh, that was just the username I got. They were so nice. They were so kind. Just absolutely great. Wish I could have talked to them longer. Ran into a lot of people, actually, recently. So please keep coming up to me. I think even a security guard came up, if you're listening right now. Uh, said, great to see you again. Dap me up. I don't know if you just remembered me from something else or from this, but it was great to see you. Please, if you see me, say your name. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> and say the username with it, too. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, because I will actually remember then. And just keep reminding me because I'm going to keep forgetting. But honestly, great to see all of you guys. Thank you so much. Starting with the Celta Vigo game, Nico Jakaris. I kind of knew it already, and you have a lot of kids come through, but th this kid's going to be a star star. This kid is incredible. The way he's checking his shoulders, the way he's finding space, the way he's moving and being just turning 17 years old. It is absolutely incredible what I've seen. He seems to be very humble, good head on his shoulders. It sucks because I want to keep him because he's so good, but like I, I really like the kid, so I want to see him get better and I really hope he doesn't leave soon to a proper European talent or somewhere where he can get the best coaching possible. That's, and that's not even a knock on us. That's just, I really would love to see him get some European talent because I think he could be a star in Europe, complete, to be completely honest. Now I need to see how he grows and all this and that, but I, a lot of promise in that kid. Uh, I think Paul Marie was actually sick. I think Paul Marie was actually sick because he didn't start again today. And I don't think they would have just thrown out all these theatrics for that. So I hope Paul Marie's starting to feel better. He played some more minutes today, but yeah, I really hope Paul Marie starts to feel better. And it's not that, of course, we all know I want to see the GOAT Tommy Thompson play some more. But you don't want to see any of our guys sick. And then I got to give my last shout out to the broadcast. Whether it was static or whether it was this or that, but... Also, the way they listed our formation, I think they had Jack and Gregoosh as defenders. They had some other, someone else in midfield listed something, and then this one was actually the, oh, I think it was Jabo. But, you know, at least they did get our forwards right. They only had us listing having one forward in our lineup, which I guess is fair. Uh, Matt Persano. They had Matt Persano as our only striker. So, uh, I guess they know something that I don't coming up for this next game, so keep in line for that. If you want to know more about game-specific highlights, though, you can check out The Aftershock on this YouTube channel. If you're listening on Spotify, <laughs> listening on Spotify, Aftershocks San Jose, or you can go onto the Instagram at AftershockSJ or TikTok at AftershockSJ. But now let's move on to. I'm not actually mad. Uh, I don't think there's any negatives in this game, other than the yeah, we're losing the leads, <laughs> uh, we're losing as well. But uh, yeah, I thought we played well. So I, I'd say my only negatives and they're more personal things. Like I wish we would step more. Um, we can see on the second goal, we left them a lot of space inside the box. I'm totally fine with dropping off and kind of letting the defender be in front of you. But I personally feel once you've reached the 18 yard line, that's when you have to be right on them step, not an inch of room, force them to go backwards. So that's just something personally I'd like to change. And then on set pieces, or uh, you can even see it when someone's kind of running down and then a defender has to do a second defense. So many times I see our center backs on the six yard line. I feel like that's gotta be hard for JT. Maybe it's something they like, maybe it's something they prefer and they would know better than me. But personally, I feel like it shouldn't drop past the 18, maybe the penalty spot, and we should be stepping a lot more there. And then that brings me to my next point on set pieces. I feel like we're really deep a lot of the time. And again, this is up to JT and this is up to the squad. Personally, I liked holding it at the 18 yard line, maybe the uh, 
penalty spot when I played or when I coached. But again, that's just me. I didn't, I didn't play professional. I didn't even come close. They know much better than me. So that's just a personal preference and that's just me searching for some negatives. And then finally, I, maybe I would have liked to see Jack Skane, Nico Chikaris, or Gregush come in for Montero. I, I think Montero actually had a really good game. I just think calls weren't going his way and it was getting a little frustrating and we could have changed things up a little bit, brought some more fresh legs on. Again, just like a little nitpick, but now let's move on to the positives. I know a lot of people are thinking, let's, let's say all these negative things, there was no positives, another loss. We've never won there. Portland is a good team. This was a very hostile environment. And I feel like we handled it well, especially in that first half. The first half, organization and team press was amazing too. And what I mean by the organization is whenever Marcos Lopez ran up, Benji would run back. Whenever someone checked in the middle, someone would check wide. The movement and learning each other's game has been really impressive. And then just covering each other. And then, yeah, the team press, knowing that, oh, there's kind of a trap happening. I'd see Montero activated a lot of time. Then everyone needs to step to their man immediately so there's not an outlet. Winning that second ball, winning that third ball. It was really impressive, especially in the first half. Second half, I think Portland kicked it up. I don't think it's that we had as big of a drop-off. I think Portland stepped up a bit. But the first half was, mm, that was incredible. Maybe other than the LA Galaxy. Actually, that might have been our best half other than the LA Galaxy game. Maybe even more so than the LA Galaxy game. Only because... I just liked how we played consistently. Galaxy game obviously was a better half as far as scoreline. But as far as play, I loved this game, this half the most out of any I've seen so far. The front four looked amazing. And honestly, Portland just had big saves. I think that is just something we're not really talking about. Espinosa could have had two or three and just absolutely great saves. There were a few corners we could have had, but you know, just chop it up to that. And it's unfortunate that we really need the points and we could have had it again, but I'm just looking at it game by game and analysis, having an analysis, so we got, uh, and I, that's what I see. The set pieces early on were creative. The one where we kind of all ran early and then we played to Montero after the defense had dropped and they shot, he shot right at the keeper, but that was creative. The one that led to Benji's goal was creative. So I like that we're spicing things up, changing it up a bit. Now, I'd kind of like to see that at the end of the game too. Have some composure, have faith in it, not just when it's easy at the beginning of the game. Eric Romedi, he has got to be the most annoying player to play against. Oh my goodness, I love having him on the team. I love when he's on the ball. I love, I just love watching him play. The amount of times he gets in front of the ball, gets in front of them and then wins a foul for us. It's beautiful. I mean, it wins us a lot of possession. It keeps possession for us, wins us a lot of fouls. It's great to have. He's got to be so annoying to play against, but he's with us, so I love having Eric Romady on the team, and that's why I think he should be starting. And then the, I like the Yudsen sub. I think Romady was getting a little more tired, and then Yudsen at the end of the game, lock it down a little bit more. I know we were down at that point, so it doesn't really make as much sense. But then he adds a little bit more fast tempo. I, I like that like-for-like like sub. Benji, I mean, yeah, I've been saying he should start, and I think he scored another, or I know he scored another goal today, and I think he showed that he's deserving to start more games and he worked like a dog for Marcos Lopez. Marcos Lopez had a great game too and I think a lot of that had to do with Benji because Marcos Lopez was able to get up and he did a great job of tracking back but when he got up Benji would go back as well. Sometimes they would double team to open up space. They're really learning each other. Whew, the two of them had great games and Benji especially worked like a dog to get back in his positional awareness and willing to sacrifice for the team. I, I've loved Benji Kukanovic starting. I thought Yule and Montero on, as well as those earlier too. Had a phenomenal half. I think this was Yule's best game of the season. He didn't do anything super flashy, but I thought it was really consistent, really pushing the ball forward, really good tempo. I really loved what I saw from Yule today, especially that first half. Montero in the first half, excellent as always. Second half, it just wasn't as going his way as far as referee decisions and some 50-50s. But honestly, I loved what I saw from Montero and a super unlucky goal to concede. 
Such an unlucky goal to concede. We can't stop that. And then the second one, again, great shot. What can JT do about it? So I've been loving JT. Absolute star robbed of the All-Star game as well. Now the more and more games I get to see him play. So JT and those other boys, absolutely phenomenal what I'm seeing from them all. And then Christian Espinoza, he's back. He's back I, every game. I feel like he's improving more and more and it's been consistently really good. And I've been really hard on him early in the season. And I love to see this Espinoza back. Great shots, great attacks, playing direct. That's kind of new. And I love that. The shots were so unlucky not to go in today. And I absolutely love that from Christian Espinoza. One of the best games if from the season I've seen from him. I, I won't say the best just because we didn't score, but I love the output I was getting to see from him. And then the working back as well was super great to see. So well done, Christian Espinosa. I hope this stays because this is unreal. Now for the unsung moment of the match. This is the same thing as last week, I believe. Uh, Benji Kikanovic tracking back. I think that was incredible. And you know what? I'm gonna, I didn't even have this in the notes. I'm just going to give it to Christian Espinosa as well. It was in, for his plays and playing direct. Those two things. Benji being able to cover for Lopez. And then Espinosa, just I love that he's playing direct and really creating these chances for us. And just it causes big time saves. That's the only way we're not going to score big time saves. So keep it up, and he's going to get even more goals on the season. Well done for those two. And now for my unsung hero of the match, JT. The man gets slewed on Twitter every day. Every day at the stadium are fans. Not all of them. Some of them are always yelling. Should JT be starting? It's clear. I don't care if. The reason he has the most saves in the league is because we, he also has the most shots faced. The man keeps us in games. He makes it to the point where we could look at it and be like, man, we really slipped up. Could have had the game. Now, I love Matt Persano. I think Emi Ochoa is also going to be great. I'm not saying that they couldn't do what JT's been doing. I'm not saying Allison, Neuer, Iker Casillas, all these people couldn't do what JT's doing. But JT is doing what he's doing. So I'm giving him props for that. He's been great. Without JT, and I'm not saying other goalkeepers can do it, but just from what the, has transpired, I don't think we'd be as close in some of these games. Actually, I know that for sure. Yes, he's made mistakes. Actually, I've only like won this season I can really point to. Maybe a few passes here and there, but whatever. It's been 99, 98% great. Not good, great. So I absolutely love having JT on the squad. So I wanted to give it to in a game where we lost 2-0 and again, or 2-1. And again, it was a game where just like the LA game, I don't blame him for any of the goals that went in. I don't know how he's supposed to save that. He had two saves, one on top of the six and one that was actually, again, on top of the six. It was deflection. I don't know how he saved it. It was great reaction save, top class goalkeeping. Well done, JT. But let's move on to fan questions. First one, and we have a lot here. Uh, first one comes from I Velasquez asking from, other than winning, what can the team get to uh, get a bigger audience? I think, yeah, obviously winning is the obvious one. I think... I like what they're doing with the Heritage Knights, and I was talking, and I should probably leave his name anonymous, so I will, but I was talking to someone who's involved with it, uh, knows a lot about it, I should say, that's a better way to phrase it. These Heritage Knights are really cool, but I, I think it's more a one-and-done thing consistently. I think this is a league thing. First off, I think Friday night games would be cool. I think a lot of people would want to come out on a Friday night. I think college discounts should be a must, especially if you're from SJSU. I think really discounted tickets for them or like a cool party pack for them or maybe a concert before in that little grass area, that could bring some people in. I think that dollar beer and hot dog night was a fan favorite last year and I'm shocked it hasn't come back this year. Um, more summertime events, more like 
pre-game shows. Um, I don't think we have enough time for a halftime show. Um, I think that could bring some more people in. Obviously winning. Uh, yeah, but discounts on like food and drinks and maybe a little shows and then little college shows. I know Minnesota would do like dollar games for college kids, maybe $5 games. Now maybe we'll never do something like that, but just find some type of package like that. That might bring something in. I Velasquez also ask, everyone keeps saying we need to sign someone, but who? I completely agree. Thank you. Pre preach. <laughs> Respect. Say it louder for those in the back. It's so easy on Twitter to be like, oh, we need this. Oh, we need this. And I, I completely get my entire YouTube career is me saying, oh, we should do it. I'm a hypocrite with that. All right. But if you're going to say, oh, this defense sucks. This sucks. This sucks. Please provide us with what we should do. Leach needs to sign someone. Who's available? Who's available? Do a little research and then I can respect it. And there's so much more to it. We're not seeing all the ins and outs of the training. We're not seeing what the staff is deciding in a year or two. Agrin, Beeson, Nico, how they're developing and what their plans are and who we're actually going to need. Ramedi, Yudsen, how long their legs are going to last and if we're going to need a replacement there. We can all kind of speculate and say, we all have eyes, we can tell. But let's, let's put some names forward. If I had to choose someone, I keep saying an MLS vet center back. I don't know who. I think we need to do a trade and sign at that point. Like, but even then, I don't even know who or if that is the fix. I just think that might be part of it. And the reason I'm a little hesitant to answer that right now is because this comes to a later question. So I'll kind of answer this a little bit later. But I completely agree. Who? <laughs> but again, maybe some someone that has a bit more experience in the league and can help the locker room with that. But I think the boys are developing it. Ivan Lara asks, the whole second half losing control of the game is annoying. What is happening? I think it's just inexperience. And it's not to say these guys are bad. I just think it's a young core, a young core group of guys and a new coach. They haven't had to deal with it. They haven't learned how to dig themselves out of a hole or how to consistently play through 90 minutes. And that's not saying, oh, they suck. They're only good for 70. That's saying the other teams have been in the league longer and have dealt with that, have learned how to strap in their bootstrap, whatever that saying is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How to put it all together and move forward. And we just haven't learned how to do that. And that's why I'm feeling really good about the next coming years. Because I think we're going to learn how to do that. And it's going to be like, look, we had some dark days that one year. Those two years. Those whatever years. And now we know how to do it. And I think it's just a learning moment. And again, there's another question that's going to lead more into this later. So I'm going to keep answering these last two as we move on. Uh... To Benov36, I think your name's Ben. I, I met you at the Celta Vigo game. Stop. You're really cool. Hope to see you again. Um, he asked, with so much young talent. Oh, wait, sorry. He asked, how hasn't JT gotten a national team yet? JT actually has gotten a national team call-ups. He was with the youth national team growing up a lot. A lot of people don't know about it. Tommy's also got some looks. Jabo got like ah look. <laughs> um, a lot Yule, obviously, and Cade, Nico. They've gotten looks. Um not this last youth international tournament that uh, Nico and Cade were at, but the one I think was the previous summer where we didn't qualify for the uh, Olympics, I think, versus Honduras or like the U23 Olympics. JT was the backup goalkeeper in the game, and he, in the group stage, they were kind of debating who should start. And JT, I, I personally thought, all bites aside, I genuinely thought JT was the better goalkeeper. I forget who the starter ended up being. Um, JT only played like one or two games and he played phenomenal. So 
JT is kind of the look. He's aged out of the youth program now. It's tough, though, when you have these European guys and you have, I mean, Stefan Fry, Seattle's goalkeeper. He's amazing. He hasn't got any U.S. call-ups, maybe like one. Uh, Sebastian Blake, I think is his name, or Stephen Blake. Uh, Johan Blake, what a guy, I'm sorry, I forget his name is blanking, the New York guy. Um, there's so many different goalkeepers, it's tough. I mean, players in general, but goalkeepers especially, you can only take three, six if you're counting the U23 system that he's now aged out of. And I, again, for these tournaments, you can bring some older guys, but they're usually not going to use it on a goalkeeper. Um, it's tough. It, it coaches favorites, preferences, league position at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but JT's been there, but... I also think he deserves some more looks, at least, at least in a camp where it's tough in a World Cup year when you're really finalizing on your guys, but in that next cycle where we're looking at some of those guys where we haven't given any looks, I think he needs to be in that. Now, SJ1 fan asks, with so much young talent signed, will we see loans from these young guys in order to prove themselves elsewhere? Way too many young kids that need action. Are there any veterans leaving or retiring? So I agree and disagree with that. I agree with the idea of it. I, I disagree in practice. I just think the reason is I don't think that's what our club is. I don't think, I think when clubs like Bayern, Chelsea, whoever loan out players, it's because they just aren't at that level. And it's like, okay, well, we don't want to waste your talent. And, you know, we kind of have this, but we don't, they don't have that talent. And then they get loaned out. And the goal is to come back to Chelsea and then, or whoever. And that's like the top of the top. We aren't really loaning players unless it's players that we kind of have. And we're like, oh, you really aren't developing as much as we thought. We are going to send you to a USL team. We don't see you playing at all. We're going to send you to a USL team. Hopefully you develop there and come back. Maybe you'll be with a squad and maybe we'll give you out, which I guess is exactly what I just described. But then hopefully one day they can leave. <laughs> or we've had loans, uh, not us in particular, but MLS team to Europe. That's what I see the MLS more as. And I see our young talents right now, from what I can tell and what I've gauged, are either like Nico, Cade, and maybe Cruz, uh, Emmy for sure, where it's like, we're going to develop you. You may not play a little bit. You'll get some time here and there. And you're going to be first team players. Tanner, JT, you're going to be first team players. I know JT got loaned, so that's actually kind of funny. But <laughs> And then we're going to build you as a squad. The other players, I think we're hopefully trying to build and then sell for some money. But I don't think it's either or and i think there's a way more to it but i think that's the kind of frame of mind it's either we're playing you and you're either going to play quakes two or whatever or we're gonna and credit to the quakes front staff they're not they don't do people as dirty from what i can tell they really try and find the best situation for both parties so i think that's what our goal is and i, I personally think that's what we should do become a farm for european towns be like yo 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 look at that we want to go there so they take our players, and then players are like, oh, let me go play at San Jose. They're the team that are able to send it to Ashburg, or I'm horribly mispronounced. I should have just said Bayern, Chelsea, a team I knew how to pronounce, but teams like that, you get the idea. Michael B. Pastor asked a few days ago, uh, can we talk about how Marcos Lopez, not Rios, hilarious, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, that's a callback to a few episodes ago with Jacob. Has been playing fire. Yeah, the man's on fire the last two games. And I think Benji's been a part of that. But yeah, no, he's been great. He's been great. Hey, this is me from the future. I completely forgot to answer. It's a football life for me's question. Thankfully, the next question and last question is similar enough that it falls under the same realm. 
So I hope that this answers the question, and apologies again to It's a Football Life for me. Michael also asked, um, is it time to call it quits on the season? I don't think so. I think we just need to reframe how we view the season. And it's frustrating because I say it every game, every other podcast, and I say it every game, but I truly am believing it more and more. And I think we just need to look at this as a building year. If we look at this game compared to some sense Cavello's got here, and we look at every game, they've been kind of, I don't want to say getting worse, but struggling with certain things, but they've been getting better at other things. The attack has improved. The movement has improved. We're seeing improvement in the squad, and we need to give it a year to form. And honestly, I think it might even, let's say we get the new coach next year, I think they'll need a full another year or year and a half. But once this core has been together for one to three years, and then a coach has been with them one to three years, I think once that has solidified and we're making at least the eighth spot to fifth spot in the playoffs comfortably, the next five years of that, I think we're dangerous in the West. I think we are dangerous in the West, and I think we pick up some guys because people are going to want to come here. And it's tough because then you have to be like, who do we get rid of? Who do we not? Who can we trust with the kids? Who, who can we not and then that's where it becomes kind of a dicey game, and that's up to the front office. And again, that's just my thoughts, but I think it's really interesting. I think that's something we can build upon, and I'm really excited to see this squad grow. And I'm no longer looking at, will we make playoffs or will we not? Because we might win a game against LA. We might lose a game against Houston. We might do this. It's kind of been the pattern of the last couple of years. I'm really just looking at, okay, this guy's developing. This guy's developing. Okay, we have an attack now. We have Benji. We have Montero. We have Jabo. We have Espinosa on fire. We have Kate on the bench now. That's great to have. We have depth, midfield depth, depth, depth. This guy's not working, maybe we can get rid of him. He's clicking, he's clicking. All right, defense, we need to work a little bit. Okay, they're looking better together. I'm looking at all these things and they're improving and I'm just building, building, building. And I gotta take it one step at a time, not even game at a time, step at a time. And I'm hoping in the off season we can really put it together. I don't even think next year is gonna be the fix year. I think that's when we might start to build for the previous fix year, or sorry, the next fix year. So it's going to be a long process, which sucks because we constantly are doing this. But under Chris Leach, I have really felt that, and under this uh, U15 to U17 Academy kids we've had, I feel we've really started to build a five-year, and again, I don't think it will be a five-year program. I think that's just the term, the five-year experience. And it's going to be really, really great to see if it comes to fruition.